Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. And Steph's got a new book coming out. And uh, I've already, I, I'm have already. i going to be reading it when I'm hitting the beaches next week. But uh, for the rest of you all, you can pre-order it. Healing from Toxic Relationships is available on our website. How's it going, Steph? Good. Oh, and StephanieSarkis.com. I'll throw that in there too. But oh, so this did is I my second book that you're gonna... I don't I know. Maybe, but even if you did, I want to plug it hurt. again because I'm, I'm, I do shameless plugs for myself. It so. doesn't hurt to repeat things because that's how people are going to remember, right? So ah, so we could just like throw it in just random sentences while yeah. we're talking about Gilmore Girls. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, second book you've taken on vacation. I feel very, um, I feel very. Um, privileged that you take my books on vacation with you. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I always find vacations are the best time to catch up on reading. So mm-hmm. I usually just bring a ton of stuff to read and just go through it all. So. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, sending me a copy, so I get to. Oh, you're welcome. Give, read it over and. Uh, skim. Yeah. It's always good to read on vacation. I like personally to do that. I know not everyone's, mm-hmm. that's not everyone's cup of tea, but personally I, I enjoy it. So, Well, sometimes it's just nice to sit with a good book and just be. Yes. And not have to do something. 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, we're here to talk about uh, Gilmore Girls. And uh, in particular, we're talking about season seven which is uh, not everyone's favorite. And uh, we're talking about episode <laughs> six, which is Go Bulldogs. Um, also, just like there's like a string of episodes where it's just Christopher just being incredibly awkward and doing things that mm-hmm. like either A, kind of show off his wealth or show off his um, like love for Lorelai. But then it, I don't know, it just comes across as really showboaty. And I don't know. I don't know. Like grand gesture stuff. Yeah. yeah. And not in a way where I'm like, okay, that's cute. More like that's weird. Like, is that the only Well it's like it's like he's not being his genuine self. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if we've ever seen Christopher's genuine self. Yeah. I I, I think it's like a lot of overcompensating too for not being mm-hmm. in Rory's life and Lorelai's right. life. So right. you know instead of being consistently there for them, he's now like, well, I'll buy lunches for your friends and invite them up for ski weekends. And you can tell even right. Rory's like, we don't do those things. Like, what are you doing? Right. But. Right. Like trying to substitute the money for the lack of attention he gave. Yeah. Yes. When it might be, you know what? It might be a good thing for them to all go to family therapy. Yes. Wow. But would they? Probably not. I don't think we've ever seen that many people go to therapy on the show. There was the one episode it's where... It's Rory. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rory went to that one, and it seemed like it was just a disaster. Um, And then... And she goes second time? I, th- I feel like she mentioned going a second time, but then that just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. And then in the car with um, uh, uh, the one that played Jan Gould on The Office, she was on Transparent. Yes. Yeah, she did. Oh, I just lost her name, but she was the therapist that was in the sitting in the front of her car. Yeah, the, the they were trying yeah. to hook him or hook her up with Christopher, and she ended up giving mm-hmm. Lorelai some some advice. So, 
but uh, yeah, Christopher and Lorelai uh, decide they're going to visit Rory at Yale during Parents Weekend. And uh, Lorelai, you could tell, is, uh, you know, I don't know. You can tell it's like not really her thing or she's kind of like, she seems a little mm-hmm. surprised that Christopher really wants to go, but she's like, okay, fine, we'll go. So again, getting into the maybe making up for lost time. So, yeah, I, I think that's a constant theme throughout this. It's like Christopher trying to like make up for lost time, but also in a way that just screams like he's he's just a little too over eager, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at Luke, so Luke wasn't in his daughter's life by the choice of Anna. And you can see how he's going about in a different way. Granted, he doesn't have the resources that Christopher has, but you can see a much more kind of genuine way of connecting with his daughter. But, I mean, it's a little bit different because he didn't know about her. And we see a couple episodes later how that kind of manifests itself. But but with this, you just have him just trying to make up for something that he can't really make up for. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Lorelai and Christopher are surprised to see that both Richard and Emily are there at parents' weekend, which I thought was funny. There was, like, a funny moment where somebody thought Emily was Christopher's wife, which I thought was hilarious. Right. I was like, oh. hey, why not? Yeah. Maybe that's the couple we need to be shipping, not to... Right. They seem kind of made for each other. They probably would be, actually. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me Christopher would be the kind of person that would probably use with a like kind of pseudo surrogate mother figure in his life so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah uh, Christopher uh, Lorelai they go visit uh, Rory at uh, the paper and decide to invite everybody for lunch so they take him to this very fancy, fancy restaurant that has Apparently the most amazing creme brulee. Which have you ever had creme brulee? The restaurant. I have. I have. My former mother in law made it and it was it was amazing. Like she had the torch and she like the old school creme brulee recipe was so good. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I've had creme brulee before. It's really good. Um so mm-hmm. when he says really good creme brulee, yeah, I believe it. And the thing is, you have to tap the spoon. If you've seen the movie Amelie, you know, they've got this thing where they show you how you tap the spoon to break the crust on it. Yeah. And that's like a thing. I can't explain anymore that it's a thing for you to tap well, it. Because when you're making the... creme brulee, you kind of have like a crusty top. And then the. Uh, yeah, you got the torch. It's like custardy underneath. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so when you. So in order to get past that crust, you kind of have to break it open like an egg, kind of like tap it's it. It's just like a sound. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Amelie describes that so well and shows it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um Yeah, so yeah, the Christopher invites all of his uh or all of Rory's coworkers to the to the expensive lunch where uh they start drinking a little too much. You know, they get a little too too excited to uh be at this restaurant. And uh there's ends up being breaking news or some kind of protest and maybe a hostage situation. I don't know. I was trying to make out what exactly was going on. And I'm like, it sounds very, and then Paris and then Paris makes some kind of anti protest comment, which seemed, I mean, I know that she's 
you know, difficult, but it seemed a little out of character for her. I don't know, maybe it wasn't character, but she said something, like, really disparaging about people protesting. Yeah. Well, she said something like, I don't want to give them attention. And I'm like, what? Like... It went, yeah, like, did, did it feel, like, it felt to me like it, like, sh like, she was going into new territory. Like, I know that she's crabby and all, but to talk about, like, to insult people for, for using freedom of expression when she is on a paper, yeah. you know? Yeah. That just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It just seems like they're writing her to be mean to be mean. Wait, it's... I think the writers just not knowing how to write some of these characters that I think have more dimension than they think. Like Emily's one of them. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a few others too, but uh, yeah, definitely with Paris, you can tell they definitely just don't seem to understand the nuances of her character. Like what makes mm -hmm. her a compelling character. It's not because she's mean. It's because, you know, she just maybe is a little bit, socially awkward and doesn't know how to interact with the world the same way, same way a lot of other mm -hmm. people do. So I don't know. It's just, uh, I think a lot of it is just the writers just not knowing mm -hmm. really the nuances of these characters the same way, like Amy Sherman Palladino did, or I'd even say right. Daniel Palladino to a degree. I mean, he was by mm -hmm. no means the greatest writer in the world, but I think he understood the characters a lot better than the season seven writers did. Well, and you would think just that the fact that they're married, that she would review. I mean, maybe that's just, being biased or I don't know what the word is but yeah. but you would think that since he's married to her that she would maybe you know like I would have my spouse look over what I wrote yeah. you know just to like see how, yeah, exactly. how it flows and whatever do you know what I mean like so you're I'm assuming that that he had her review it or maybe even she was like doing some script doctoring or something I don't know but mm -hmm. yeah but I it's like they took it's like the writers of this season took a prominent feature of the characters and made that their entire character. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and they all go to report, but they're all very drunk. So. Yeah. You tell. Tell it kind of backfired a little bit on Christopher. He wanted to do this nice thing, not realizing that they're all. A, students and not quite mature or responsible yet. To the quite the degree they probably should be. But also, too, that, like, they, they had work they were doing, too. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, too, there was a subplot with Luke and Luke having to go swimming and him getting hit on by the swimming coach. And that was, that felt like it was going nowhere. I was like, well, what's, what's the whole point of this? Like, I understand that we got to keep Luke relevant in the plot, but that just felt like it was just like, oh, Luke's here. See, he's doing something he doesn't like probably like to do which is swimming and i was like uh. and and maybe not go out with your daughter's coach that seems like an issue possibly. yeah well she even says at one point too she's like yeah i told myself i'd stop going out with with uh students uh fathers students parents yeah and I'm like, Ugh. so clearly she's done this before and it hasn't ended right. well so but and she started talking about her acts in the middle of dinner which you do not do um, he's like looking looking for an exit yeah yeah and then the first thing thing is like oh no i wonder if she's gonna treat april differently now mm. because if she's using the parents as kind of a dating pool then you know 
if she doesn't if she doesn't have that boundary, what stops her from you know being passive aggressive towards the kids? Or you saw the guy in the pool that she was you know helping Luke, and the guy says I need help, and she's like nope, and they're swimming. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like you know, there's potential for drowning, and she's like nope. Yeah, it's not like a um, you know like something you're on land for where it doesn't really matter right as right. Much. Yeah, it's a little right. bit different. So, okay, um, yeah, and then uh, we kind of end the episode. We see that Lane is babysitting for April, which I was like, okay, it's a cute interaction. Yeah, we're getting the nice, interesting pairing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's like we haven't really had much for um, either character to do aside from just being you know these kind of like one note characters so to see them interact with each other was kind of nice so I was like oh okay cool and it's kind of appropriate you know for for April's age I could see why Luke wouldn't want to leave her alone yeah and also um, Lane isn't treating it like she's babysitting it's just like they're hanging out I thought that was kind of a cool thing mm-hmm. to do Plus, it seems like, you know, I don't know, Luke seems like the kind of guy, like, he knows that she's pregnant, so, you know, giving her extra mm-hmm. work and giving her extra money, you know. Yeah. Oh, I uh, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that was kind of nice, Cause, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, she's trustworthy, and, you know, he's known her for, and she works at the diner, right? So, he knows her and for a long time, right? I'm assuming he saw her grow up, because he's been living in the town and for, you know, for most of his life, right? Or his whole life and the mrs kim's store is at, it looks like it's right across the street or around the corner from his diner yeah i can't really figure out the i really need like a map of stars how to figure out where everything is <laughs> yeah like i don't know if like the way i've configured it is correct yeah yeah so um yeah um yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that was in my mind. My first thought was, "Oh, it's nice that Luke's giving her some extra money." So something tells oh, yeah. me they'll probably yeah. probably need it, or maybe not, because mm-hmm. there's there's some stuff going on with Lane in a future episode. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who is your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? So best, I said Danny Pudi from Community. He's in he's in four episodes of this season. He was the he's in the um, he's one of the staff writers or like the the newspaper staff. Okay. And I just like him. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it's worst a bias and worst I would say like anybody that wasn't Danny Pudi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this season. It's a I really one. couldn't narrow down a, a worst because there's so many. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if it's the actors or if it's... I, I feel like it's the writing more than the actors. Yeah, I think I so, too. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I think uh, any actor could probably take some material and elevate it, but I wonder if they were even mm-hmm. motivated because they knew that, obviously, Amy Sherman Palladino was gone, and they with Daniel Palladino. So right. I wonder if they were just, like, lacking the motivation to, right? To, mm-hmm. you know, kind of And I'm assuming they were under contract. And had to fulfill their contract, right? Regardless yeah. of who was. So I don't know. I I think like I I don't 
know if I necessarily blame the actors because yeah, I think the writing was not mm-hmm. as snuff, but also too, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a tough position to be in where you're basically, uh, you know, you're being told that you basically have to work, but you don't really have that motivation to really do the performance right. you probably were doing before. So, and I'll probably say this every episode, but the fact that Lauren Graham cannot remember the stuff that happened in season seven because it's so out of character and says so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm in agreement. There was a lot of bad performances this episode. So to really narrow down one, uh, it's, it would be tough because I think a lot of them are just <laughs> not good. Um, uh, I guess if I had to choose a worse one, oh man, again, it's, See, it's, it's a, hard. It's a little tough. I guess. Yes, I would probably say Lauren Graham because she seems so mm. off color compared to everyone else. Like Rory, we've kind of seen her kind of slowly change into someone like slide. who's yeah, like mm-hmm. season six and five. Even like you could argue that Rory is not the same character in a way. Right. Um, and like Luke, she matures, yeah. Yeah, and like I don't know, Luke was not that great, but again, they were kind of giving him something to do, so it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. But Lauren Graham, just, I don't know, it just seems so off kilter, and it seems like she's an entirely different character this season compared to yeah previous seasons. Mm-hmm. So, right, <sighs> yeah, that's definitely a character that they took one aspect her impulsivity and then made it her entire character about that. Yeah. Um. Also, as a runner-up, I would say the actress who played the coach, Mia Kodit. Yeah. Because she was really going over the top with her performance. And it felt Mm -hmm. really disgenuine. And I don't know. just It seemed like nobody was reining her performance in, and she probably needed to be a little bit. Um, Yeah. that's the director? Yeah. Like, how much of it's the director? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think it it is partially the director, because yeah, you do want to you do have to kind of direct things and keep the keep people in line, so, um, mm-hmm. which they weren't doing. So, right. so yeah, I don't know. That was a real, that was one I just kept going back to too, where I was just like, oh, this is not not great. And then best performance, oh man, I I didn't mind Luke in this episode um I, there was a lot of comedy that came from like him reacting to his date i guess and he did a pretty good job of doing like some physical comedy along with like mm-hmm. the lines he was given like you could just visibly see he was uncomfortable and i think he did a good job of portraying right. that so mm-hmm. and i read a comment too that kind of it's i guess this is kind of a goof or whatever but mm-hmm. here's Luke, who fishes a lot, right? So we know that he's an avid fisherman from when he was teaching Lorelai how to fish. He was an athlete in high school. I, I know, he, didn't he play, He I, we know he played baseball, and I'm assuming he did other sports, but he yeah. doesn't know how to swim? Like, that didn't fit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, seems... if you fish, I would, I'm not well, saying everybody that fish know how to swim, but. Well, it did seem like he said he, like, do some basics like how to doggy paddle but that was about it so it seemed like he had some base knowledge of how to swim but just mm-hmm. not quite enough like it didn't fit yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite reference from this episode? Do you have a favorite reference? I just thought their, their conversation about Cafe LA mm. is, was interesting. Um, it's Cafe Con Leche in Spanish. And I think they were talking about Spanish or French or something. So I just, I was like, well, I forget. I even forget. Like this, this episode was so inane. I can't mm. remember. I just have like, I just have Cafe LA dash Cafe Con Leche. So I don't know why I had that written there. But also the original Facebook. So they talked about, you know, the Yale Facebook. So Facebook was originally at Harvard. And it was, uh, Facebook was uh, a printed version of, of photos of people and in which house they lived in. Because they have different, I think they call them houses, like different places. So that was the original Facebook. And then, then Facebook was just for, for people at universities, colleges. And then they opened it to everybody. So I think that's what they're... That's when they're, they're originally talking about is I think when Yale opened it up or when Facebook opened up to, I, I think it was first Ivy League schools and then it was more universities, I think is how it happened. Yeah. So, so that's what they're referring to. So how about you? Uh, well, Kirk uh, says or asked Luke if he'll be the goose to his Maverick, which is oh yeah a Top Gun reference. The timing it's, of that. Right. Yeah, because the new one's out. So I was like, hey. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, and you know, we got Kirk singing a little bit, which he's actually not a bad singer. So, wait, I don't remember singing. What was he singing? Oh yeah, he was doing the the song. Yeah, yeah, from Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, oh, Kirk's not a bad singer. Right. I guess there was that subplot too of him thinking like, I'm gonna break up with Lulu and Luke being like, Well, oh, it's we're... like he watches Luke to see what he should do. Yeah. And but he takes it he takes it like an extra level. Yes. Up. Yeah. Um all right. Uh let's see here. We got favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote from this episode? Yeah. Fight or flight and I just did my nails. It took me a second to catch on to what she was saying. When she was what when she was talking to her mom on the phone. I can't remember what she was saying, Emily, but Fight or flight, I just did my nails. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one where Emily says, a grandparent is a type of parent, and Lorelai says, no, it's not. And then Emily says, a grand piano is a type of piano, is it not? And I'm like... Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, Emily's got a point. Still a parent. Yep. Right. Uh, also, too, it's like, yeah, that's just Emily being as good as she usually is. So mm-hmm. Kelly, Kelly Bishop mm-hmm. plays her so well, even in season seven where not everyone's firing on all cylinders. She at least makes it work for what she can. Right. Yeah. Emily and Richard are the, the constants. They're always my best usually. Yeah. Um, behind the scenes trivia. Do we have any for this episode? There probably is some. Let's take a quick look. All right. So when the, they were filming the scenes at quote unquote Yale, they were actually at the University of Salvador in California. Um, yeah. And they actually used welcome Yale parents signs to cover up uh, a bunch of the signs for the campus because otherwise it oh. would have been pretty obvious. It was, it was not, but uh, yeah, they used some signs to cleverly hide where they were filming. Yeah, I always look at like the foliage to see, and it looks. I mean, they did a pretty good job covering up California foliage. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no palm trees or anything. 
But I mean, yeah. USC must have some brick type buildings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have too, so. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I don't know. I've never been to Yale, but I'm like, I was convinced. Yeah. Now, Paris, on the other hand, when they do that later on in the show, is like the worst rendering of Paris ever. But for, for Yale, it passes. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, the room where Christopher and Lorelai are having their astrophysics lecture, it's the same room where uh, Logan, Colin, and Fid played a joke on Rory in the episode, but not as cute as a pushkin. Oh. So if it looked familiar, it was. That must be a USC, too, though. Yeah. Maybe. Probably doing a lot of filming. I mean, they're probably pretty close to it, so. Oh, sure, yeah. All right. Um, uh, in case you didn't know the song that the... Uh, the Acapella group is singing when Christopher and Lorelai walk by as Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. Right. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't a bad rendition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Do we have any mental health observations from this episode? Oh, yes. So, Kirk saying, at least my mother respects my personal space. The whole relationship between Kurt and his mother. Kurt. Kirk, not Kurt. <laughs> One of us. Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk. Yeah, breaking up with Lulu, and yeah, he. I think he really looks to Luke as a role model, but then misinterprets it. So he sees that breakup as you know Luke breaking free, but for some reason that means getting rid of Lulu, not reevaluating whether he should live with his mother. Mm-hmm. So they, I, I feel like they've got some pretty intense codependency going on there. Um, mm-hmm. And then also really inappropriate for the swim coach to a pressure Luke, and then b tell April. So she actually told April that you know he was going to get swim lessons and he didn't know how to swim. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this there's like a whole bunch of lack of boundaries there, and you know probably yeah. just not a good idea to date someone that your your kid has for a teacher. Wait until the end of the sports season or the or the semester, mm-hmm. um, and. And hopefully they don't have the teacher again. Um, and then Lorelai was just... So this is the part about reducing characters down to just an essence of them. She was so completely rude during that astrophysics lecture. And yeah. and that seems out of character for her. I mean, I know that she's talked, you know, during things. Um, like, for instance, they, uh, she talked to Christopher while Rory was doing the interview. Like, she was on a panel for the Ivy League newspaper editors. Mm-hmm. And they were talking to the audience, but this was just real blatant. She was going to call the restaurant while they were in the lecture. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, the lecture isn't that long. No. But how amazing is that? That Christopher just busted out with some like astrophysics question. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. Although, I'm like, I'm like googling. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But here's the thing. I'm like, I didn't buy it. I'm like, he knows that. No, I was like. I'm sorry, maybe he does. But it just seemed a little unrealistic that this guy was that intelligent. It seemed like they were like, let's really try to like make Christopher as interesting of a character as possible. Not realizing that it's like, I don't know, some characters that works. Like, I always like when Luke 
kind of pulls out a pop culture reference because you're like, oh, he knows more than he lets on. He maybe doesn't want to let people know that he knows like pop culture references. But, but Christopher got... does not appear to be that way. No, and no, like uh, to say that Christopher knows astrophysics this entire time, I'm like, no, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Now, if Luke did it, I would kind of believe it because, for all we know, he's reading journal articles about. He reads a lot, which we know. So right. Yeah, I would. I would oh, believe possible. it a little more. Yeah. Right. Or at least, like, I don't know. They probably would make it more realistic. Like, he knows something, mm-hmm. but he still would have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. The, Christopher, knowing astrophysics at, like, a university, well, Yale level, I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I don't believe To the it. point where it impresses the professor. Yeah. yeah. Like, it felt like a, such a moment of, like, trying to make Christopher a character that we should be rooting for. And I'm like, oh, tr- mm-hmm. oh there's, there's nothing you can do. There's, right. That's an uphill battle you're not going to win, unfortunately. And they keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> Future trying episodes, to... too. This is why but, season yeah, seven... Just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna, this is why season seven is probably my least favorite. I, I'm sure a lot of people have different reasons for why they don't like this season. But for me, it's the consistent effort to try to make Christopher a character that we should be rooting for and liking. And I'm like, no. Like, do we forget what he was like in previous seasons like right he wasn't exactly right the, yeah it's the like greatest guy. From scratch. right yeah and yeah you know, i don't think he's ever apologized has he for his lack of involvement in their lives no he I doesn't really apologize he just kind of comes back into their lives and it's like okay well i guess i mean it's, it's kind of an emily thing right not apologizing and just sauntering in like nothing happened which is very dysfunctional yeah so and then you've got Emily and Richard, where Emily's like, well, you know, yeah, I have rights as a grandparent. And and then the ultimate line she usually throws out is, and I paid for her school, so therefore I have a right to be here. But you would think that a healthy person would check with a parent and say, hey, do you mind if, you know, your dad and I go to parents? You know, it's the lack of boundaries. Yes. And yeah, maybe she thinks that Lorelai wouldn't be interested in going, but at least talk with her first. Yes. And then when Lorelai says something, instead of her saying, yeah, sorry, I should have checked with you, she does the complete narcissist thing, which is, well, I'm just as much of a parent. Yeah. Which sometimes I see, like, in in, um, cases of custody and stuff, you see grandparents. It depends on what state you're in or province, I think, um, whether grandparents have rights. Some some states say that you do, some states say you don't. But I've seen some grandparents that have narcissistic tendencies saying that they have a right to... Um, time sharing or custody with the kids and in mm-hmm. some states you don't have a right as a grandparent yeah oh. yeah um okay i think it's time to rate this episode and uh surprise surprise but it's not going to be a high one um again Shock. i know i, give I it know or you're giving it a four Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah let's see um i'm Are thinking going lower than one yeah mm-hmm. I, I might go like two yeah oh that's generous yeah i don't know it's like it get you touched on this point already but like luke revealing he can't swim but he fishes all the time like that doesn't quite make sense hey. plus like, i mean it's logic tells you if you're swimming all the time you're gonna find a way to swim yeah. if you're fishing all the time yeah, like you would 
Yeah, you would know quite a bit, probably. I mean, you got to get mm -hmm. in and out of the boat, too, so. Um, I mean, a lot of times when you go fishing, you don't actually get in the water. You're on the boat, but still, one yeah. would think that those would go hand in hand. Yeah. It also, just seems so contrived. Hmm? Yeah. And also, too, like, I think what works so well with Gilmore Girls is that, like, an episode can be very low concept and the idea that, like, it doesn't have to have a lot going on for it to be interesting because there's that mm -hmm. charm. But this is trying to do that same thing of like just a low concept. Like this is a very much a day in their lives. They're going to Yale and uh, they're, you know, in the case of Luke, he's learning to swim. But it's the fact that like we just don't care about the characters anymore. Like they're not the same relatable fun characters that you're rooting for mm -hmm. in the first few seasons uh you know i just i'm checking out and i'm like i i don't care what happens to luke or lorelei or well definitely not christopher but um yeah it's just it, it's a shame because like i can see what they're trying to do they're trying to kind of make an episode in the vein of what you would get in like a season two or three or one but because we've just lost that connection with those characters it just kind of comes across as very cold and just bland yeah it just seems like an alternate universe version yes. of Gilmore Girls. 100%. Okay. Uh, well, Steph is over at com. Healing from Toxic Relationships is her new book, which you can go pre-order now. And then I'm over at com, where almost every other day we have new content going up. And with that said, I'll see you all. Well, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.